Hello everyone. Welcome to Reddit Readings. In today's episode we are hearing about people that have killed in self-defense. Reddit Readings, Episode 40. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. People who killed in self defense, what's your story? Worked for an armed messenger service, those guys that drop off cash and pick up deposits from banks slash businesses in the armored trucks. Not even 10am, and as I was opening the door to the truck, I saw a huge guy, I'm not tiny, over 6 feet and well proportioned, in the mirror, meant just for this thing, get out of a car and run towards me. He put me in a choke halt and started grabbing for my gun. He manhandled me, like I weighed nothing, would have easily gotten the gun, if it wasn't a rel 3 holster. I managed to draw it, press it against him, and started pulling the trigger, before I blacked out. I have no idea, what he would have done, if he got the gun, and I'm not used to just being tossed around like that. He turned out to be blind drunk, and played for a college football team. Did you stay in that job long after that? A few more years. I was there 5 years. There were two shootings in total during my time. It's not generally a dangerous job, if you're on your guard. I've had multiple run-ins, but it was the only time I fired my weapon. I was 12, the oldest of three brothers. We were home alone, while my parents were out on date night. At maybe 10pm we hear a loud banging at the front door, before a man broke the lock with his sheer body weight and momentum. I told my brothers to hide in my room while I went to my parents room for their shotgun. The whole time this guy is yelling about where are my keys and he starts coming upstairs when he heard me fumbling as I tried to load the shotgun. He flung the door to my parents room open and I fell back with the gun shaking in my hands. I closed my eyes and pulled the trigger twice. The first one caught him in the legs and the recoil made the second shot catch his entire torso. The poor man had been drunk and lived a few houses down the way, but I didn't learn that until after. All I could focus on was how he was begging his mother, she wasn't there, not to let him die, and that he was sorry he let her down as he slowly died on the floor just feet away from me. I want to comment on this to get it off my chest, since I don't have opportunities to talk about this with my friends, since I'm scared of what they will think. I was born in Honduras, I live in the US now, and from what I remember, it was a very deserted place. I spent most of my time walking to this girl's house, she was around 16 years old. A couple other kids would come to her house, since education was hardly accessible. She would teach us our shapes, animals, colors etc. After class was over, I went home, and I heard my aunt scream from the kitchen. And then I remember that my uncle kept a gun hidden covered in rocks beside her old bathtub outside, that's where we bathed. He knew how dangerous it could be in this area, so he prepared me for everything. Went around the back and grabbed it as fast as I could. I went in and there stood a man with a knife, threatening my aunt. I didn't really grasp what was happening, but I shot him without any hesitation, like I was taught by my uncle. 
I honestly still don't believe I did something like that to this day, and I don't know what would have happened to my aunt if I didn't get there sooner. I still don't feel comfortable talking about this to my friends, but I just want to get it off my chest. Not sure if it was accidental, but while in college in my first apartment, I came home from work at 3am. Some dude was in the hallway outside my door, and I had a bad feeling about it. I paused and went to get the mail, hoping he would leave. Nope. I come back, and he is waiting at my door. I asked him what was up, and he said he was looking for John. My name is not John, and I lived alone. I asked him to move and let me in my door. He told me to fuck off and get John. I slid between him and the door, opened it and he pushed his way in. I pushed him out, he took a swing at me. I swung back hitting him in the eye, which caused him to fall back and hit his head. Out cold. Forever. Apparently John was the guy who lived in the apartment before me. The dead guy spent 5 years in jail because of John ratting him out for drugs. Dead guy came to get some revenge. Got dead instead. I was back at my home country during a civil war. Some people started going to random villages and draft males and use them as soldiers. They eventually came to our house and took me, a 12 year old and my brother, a 10 year old. It was a few hours drive until we eventually reached a checkpoint where we would be stationed. Them being animals one of the commanders took me and my brother to an abandoned building close to that checkpoint and then took off his gear and was trying to rape my brother. I was scared and in a panic I grabbed a decent sized rock and hit him in the back of the head before he can do anything to my brother. He fell and I got on top of him and smashed his face over and over and over with the rock until it was caved in. Me and my brother then ran from that abandoned spot through some mountains and kept running until we reached a city nearby. We went to a nearby mosque, washed the blood off of us and told the sheikh in that area to help us and that we were from said village. To our luck he was a decent human being and returned us back to our village. A few years later we moved to the US. My brother killed himself two years ago and I'm still in school. Neither me or my brother told anyone about what happened in that spot, all they know is that we escaped. My wife and I were awakened in the middle of the night by someone banging on our sliding glass door on the porch. I turned on the outdoor lights and saw a shirtless man pacing back and forth, smacking the glass with his palms hard. As soon as he saw me in the light he went berserk, smashing against the door even harder, trying to open the door or lift it off the tracks to get in. I shouted to him to calm down, calm down, calm down. By the way shouting for someone to calm down never works. He looked like someone you'd see in one of those exotic drug freakouts on YouTube, unresponsive, zombie-like. All I could imagine was him coming in to smash us to bits. He seemed super strong and didn't know how the glass was withstanding his blows. My wife was on the phone with the cops while I was trying to mellow him. He eventually gave up on the door and smashed his way out through the screen porch. I thought it was over, but heard my wife shout, he's coming around the side. I heard banging on the glass of our bedroom window. He was smacking hard against it until I heard crash and the glass was shattered. At that point I switched from pure fear into fear and anger. I was in the kitchen and scanned for a weapon. I grabbed the butcher knife from the top of the knife block, thinking what the hell am I going to do with this? I couldn't mercy kill a rat in a trap, let alone stab someone. Maybe I'll just poke at him to scare him off. I ran into the bedroom, he had smashed another window and I could hear him trying to crawl through the blinds. 
I screamed at him to leave, or I'd kill him, took a poke at him which was deflected somehow. Then fear and anger switched to pure fury. I plunged the blade into his chest with all my strength. I still can feel that thrust to this day, it was awful. That snapped him out of whatever state he was in, he screamed my chest, and ran off. The cops found him a couple houses down the street, dead in a pool of blood. The first days, after were just shock and disbelief. But family, friends, my counselor were all supportive. I half-assed went into work over the next week or so, even though my boss said to take whatever time I needed. Time healed quicker than I thought it would. The man was not under the effects of drugs. He'd had a bad schizophrenic episode. He had fought with someone in a nearby group home, was locked in his room, then escaped through his window. Before the caregiver discovered the escape, he had tried to get into two other houses in the neighborhood before coming to mine. I wish I knew more about him and hope he is at peace. I think about him every day. I felt like I was spared and given another chance. I appreciate life's little gifts more now. It somehow made me a better person, at least I hope. I hope he's better now too. Shared this before, but I was staying with my grandfather while my parents were out of state and I woke up to a noise coming from upstairs, main floor, I was in the basement and just knew it wasn't my grandfather. He has hearing damage from Vietnam and it didn't wake him up, but there was banging around and heavy footsteps. I was in the room with the gun cabinet, so I grabbed a shotgun and went to check it out. When I got to the top of the stairs I just saw a guy in the living room going through stuff, so I pressed the safety and said he needed to leave. He turned around and saw my unthreatening scared as shit 14 year old self and told me to just go back downstairs and mind my business, so I repeated myself. He turned around and started walking towards me with something in his hand, so I fired. At this point my grandpa is very awake and comes out of his room and just tells me to look away and call the police. Thankfully due to all the factors of him being a repeat offender, having a weapon, my age, and castle laws, it didn't go any further than the police coming and asking me questions. It messed me up for a while and I still think about it often, but I got over it and realized that as unfortunate as it was, I didn't have a whole lot of options at that point. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. My dad is a security guard. He's very good at his job and has recently been asked to work in Japan for a music festival as a bodyguard of the artist organizing it. Back in 2016 he kicked a crackhead out of a concert for, you know, being jacked up on crack. The guy waited outside and followed my dad home after the concert. Being so damn high, he obviously didn't think and just wanted revenge. When he got my address he left, but came back every so often waiting for a time that none of us were home. He snuck into the crawl space of my roof and lived there for what was apparently two weeks before my parents and brother were out at my brother's soccer game. So I'm home alone and bored, and I hear some banging in the roof. I didn't know there was a guy up there at the time, obviously, so I opened up the roof to find out what it was. The second I opened it, 
he pounced on me. I kicked him off as soon as possible and ran down the hallway. He was a hell of a lot faster than me and as I realized this the adrenaline finally kicked in and I decided to stay and fight. I turned around just in time to see him pull out a knife and go for my back. I put out my hand and the knife went straight through. But I didn't feel it. The adrenaline was pumping. In a pure moment of fear, rage, and offense, I ripped my hand away, punched him with my left hand, and ripped out the knife with my right. He ran at me again, and I felt as if time slowed down. I held out the knife and happened to hit him in the throat. He suffocated about a minute later. I immediately called emergency services and three minutes later an ambulance and two cop cars showed up. The cops didn't arrest me as there was proof it was self-defense and that he was under the influence of cocaine, so I was free to go to the hospital. The knife had barely missed my bones, but it was too close for stitches, so I had to have my hand sort of glued together with a type of biodegradable, non-toxic super glue. This was a very traumatic experience for me. I had recently turned 18, graduated from high school, and started college. My college wasn't in the best part of town, but I ignored the warnings and didn't pay much attention to my surroundings. It was about 11 o'clock at night, and I was walking back to my dorm from a friend's dorm that was across campus. Everything was regular until I started hearing footsteps on the sidewalk behind me. When I looked back, no one was there, but it still put me on edge. I kept walking, but I kept hearing the footsteps. Every time I turned around I couldn't see anyone, and I was starting to get scared. Finally I turned around, and saw a man walking further behind me. He was dressed in dark clothes, and had strange gait. As soon as I saw him, he started running at me, and he was fast. I grabbed my pepper spray from my purse, I was smart enough to carry it on me, and sprayed it directly into his eyes. He yelled, but it didn't stop him for long, so I ran. I knew I could outrun him for a while, because I was a state track runner all through high school. I could tell I was getting tired, but I didn't know what else to do. I was on the edge of the campus, and part of nudged right up to a dense forest, that's the part I was on. I couldn't see him, but I could hear his heavy footsteps as he tried to catch up to me. I saw a dead tree, that was loosing branches left and right. I picked a pretty big one, and dragged it to the middle of the sidewalk. Then I took a good sized one that was pretty heavy, but I could still lift it easily. With my branch in hand I hid behind a tree. Soon after I saw him, he was still running fast and coming right up on the branch. Just as I planned, he tripped and I saw his shocked, sick face as he fell to the ground. I ran out from my tree and started pummeling him over the head with my branch. I saw blood, but I ran off. Once I got hit my dorm, I took a second to catch my breath. And then I dialed 911. I explained to them what happened as the operator calmed me down and signaled for an ambulance and some police. I learned later that the man died en route to the hospital, but also that he had been mugging and beating young women for ages as they walked alone in the dark. The police knew what he was doing, but they could never figure out his identity. I had to go to therapy for ages, but I'm semi-okay now, and I never walk alone in the dark. Some guy tries to mug me in the street. He tells me to give him my wallet. I pulled my concealed carry and shot him in the leg, fatal, and pelvis as I pulled up my gun. I grabbed his gun, a snub nose revolver, out of his hand, and see the chamber. It was empty. That fucked me up for years. I was with an abusive ex 
who would come home drunk every night. One night, we had a fight, because I had my phone on vibrate, and that obviously meant I was sleeping with other people behind his back. He left for a while, and came home drunker than I'd ever seen him. He wasn't making coherent sentences, but he lunged at me, and wrapped his hands around my neck, and sat on my chest. I thought I was going to die. I had done some Brazilian jiu-jitsu when I was younger, and managed to pull my legs up under his crotch, and then with everything I had, I pushed him off me. He hit his head on the sharp corner of a table we had in the living room and went still. I figured he had been knocked out, so I went outside and called the police. I was gonna put his ass in jail. I had the deepest purple bruises in perfect fingerprint form around my neck. He would have gone to jail. I smoked a cigarette outside, walked back in after I calmed my nerves just to make sure he wasn't awake and coming for me. He had a huge pool of blood under him. It was almost black looking, so I stood there trying to figure out WTF I was looking at. Put two and two together, and the rest is history. Years of therapy. Self-defense plea. Open and shut. When I was 12 I was taken on my walk home from school. I was gone a month. I was given very little food and almost no water at all. He told me that he was a friend of my grandmother, that she said he needed to watch me for a little, since my grandmother was going to be out of town. It turned out he was actually someone from my grandmother's past that had been stalking her for years and had even moved across country to follow her. The first day he locked me in an all-cement basement. Every time he left he would lock the door and push the dresser over it so I could not escape. I remember always thinking about how my grandmother could leave me with someone so evil. He would come home drunk and beat me and his son. His son was a year younger than me until we were bloody. On the 4th or 5th day I tried to run away but unfortunately he got to me before I could escape. For my punishment he tied me up to the backside of the house naked with a sock in my mouth and sprayed me with one of those really powerful hoses, made my body red. I could hear his son begging him to stop and that I didn't mean to try and leave. On the 3rd week, he started to sexually assault us. I was raped 6 times while there. He had threatened to cut off the dick and balls of whoever tried to leave and make the other watch. I can say I don't get scared of almost anything ever, but in that moment I was the most terrified I had ever and will ever be. On Thursday of the fourth week, he let me out to use the toilet. I remember feeling so weak, I lost so much weight and my skin color was going whiter the more days passed by. When he let me out I made a run for it up the stairs and to the second floor of the house. His son had ran up with me. I ran into a room and hid behind the closet door. His son ran to the balcony and was trying to figure out a way down safely. A moment later his father was in the room screaming at his son and all the horrible things he was going to do. He had thought I climbed down and ran. The man was talking about how they needed to get out of there and other thing I can't quite remember. He had his son in hand and was walking down the stairs. Everything went blank. I don't remember what happened exactly in this moment but all I can remember is one second I was hiding behind the door and then it's like I blinked and I was pushing the man down the stairs. I pushed him down the stairs. God I hate remembering that I killed someone. He had cracked his neck. Even if it was self defense, killing someone is one of the most horrific things in life. Knowing that someone who had dreams and thoughts, grew up with family, and had been in love with someone before, just like you might have, or will just for you, to take everything away, and leave nothing but a rotting shell is scaring. 
A lot of this was a big blank in my mind until my friend, his son, reminded me of a lot of things. When the cops came his son and I were both starved, dehydrated, raped, black and blue and white, and as my grandmother said, freezings to the touch, we both have scars on our bodies to this day, but it seemed to be a lot less noticeable. It's sickening how much evil is in this world. Me and his son kept in contact after the events that transpired. Actually we are best friends now, and call and talk quite a bit. When I'm in Canada I stay with him. A little after all of this happened my grandmother moved us to the USA for some years. I will never forget what happened, but I will never feel bad for myself for what happened, because I know I only had to deal with it for a month, who knows how long his son had to deal with all of that. Thank you for listening to Reddit Readings, episode 40. If you enjoyed it, consider subscribing and leaving a rating. True terrors of horror, bizarre happenings, unexplainable events. On our podcast, Disturbed, Terror Takes Center Stage. Each episode is a journey into the darkest corners of human existence, delving into bone-chilling tales of kidnappings, serial killers, maniacs, and the very essence of your worst nightmares coming to life on this weekly true horror show. Disturbed is not for the faint of heart. It's an exploration of real, unadulterated horror sourced from everyday people. Each episode is a descent into the macabre, where we narrate stories that will leave you on the edge of your seat and crawling in your skin. We navigate the disturbing narratives that lurk in the shadows, offering a raw and unfiltered listen into the most terrifying aspects of the human experience. Enter at your own risk and let the unsettling tales unfold in the haunting realm of Disturbed. And remember, listeners, stay safe out there. Do you enjoy science, spooky stories, and all things paranormal? We do, too. While we would love for most paranormal stories to be true, we are here to tell you that they probably aren't. But that doesn't make them any less fun to speculate about. We are the Spooky Science Sisters podcast. In this podcast, we bring you bi-weekly discussions on possible scientific explanations behind the supernatural. Backed up by research articles and other credible sources, we do deep dives into things like archaeology and physics and share in-depth discussions with topic experts. Visit us at SpookyScienceSisters.com to listen to a couple of skeptics debunk some of your favorite alien encounters, cryptid sightings, and ghost stories with science, sass, and a significant amount of laughter. Thank you and stay spooky.